to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Let's go right to the phones and joining us, he does on a regular basis, he's one of our favorite contributors, Austin Parr. Good morning, Austin. Good morning, Terry. Thanks for having me. You know, we were talking to the editor of Trout Magazine earlier in the show and he's just excited because he says it's prime time for fly fishing. It's on. And I think that's true for just about everything. We've gone through a wet water level changing, temperature changing kind of spring where the fishing has been good at times but different. I think we may finally be starting to settle into true summer patterns on all aspects of fishing, don't you? I would definitely agree with that. And I think this is going to be a season where uh, with these higher water levels and, and better snowpack early where it came off on runoff a bit slower, we should have some really nice flows and hopefully some lower temperatures later into the summer where that dry fly action is really going to be picking up. I couldn't agree more. I think, well, let's start with the fly fishing. I want to cover a lot of things with you, but right now the fly fishing is just, uh, it's, it's on everywhere, isn't it? I would agree with that. I mean, we still have some higher water here and there, um, but in a lot of places that have been seeing that higher flow, we're starting to clear up a little bit right now and get dialed in on some of those, uh, better hatches that we would normally be seeing right now. Like, for instance, at Cheeseman Canyon, uh, the water is now not coming over the spillway anymore, and we're coming just down through the lower releases, so the water temperatures have cooled off a bit. Fishing has been good up there, and then I've also been hearing really good reports on some of the Freestone Rivers, particularly the Arkansas and up toward the headwaters of the Arkansas near the Hayden Meadows area. Uh, there's been some fantastic dry fly dropper fishing where the hoppers are really starting to appear and then dropping some PMD or caddis nymphs below in some of those pools and edges of the deep water runs. Man, those fish have been coming up and, and really aggressively attacking those hoppers. And we're seeing the same thing really kind of all over the state. Great reports up on the Upper Eagle as well as even the Colorado. Yeah, and when you say meadows and droppers, I start to drool about fly fishing. I think it's <clears throat> hopper dropper or dry fly dropper. A lot of terrestrials, not just uh, not just dry droppers, but ants and big beetles. All of a sudden, it gets to be a whole lot of fun. I would definitely agree. And for folks that may not know, what that means is you're taking a, a large terrestrial, which is many times a beetle or a hopper or a, just a standard big dry, like a humpy or a caddis. And you're tying that on to the end of your tippet off of your leader. And then you're taking another piece of tippet and tying it off of the bend of the hook and dropping it down between 18 and 24 inches typically. And then you're tying a beadhead nymph on down below. So that rig acts as both a fly and a bobber rig where you're casting it out. And if the fish eats that top dry fly, fantastic. Set the hook and, and you got it. But you can also be drifting that fly through those pocket water areas. And if that dry fly abruptly gets jerked under, many times that's a fish that's on that nymph rig. And you can be fishing both the nymph and the dry at the same time. And it's a great way to fish skinnier water and especially small pockets where a large indicator rig can be a bit clunky and you can't get a nice drift through. So it's one of my preferred methods for the middle to late part of the summer. Let's switch gears a little bit. What about some of the mountain lakes? What are you hearing? 
So a lot of the bigger high plains lakes have begun to slow down just a little bit. Spinney and Antero have both still been doing well, but in general, um, it's been more of you know an early morning, later evening type time frame. The water temperatures are getting up just slightly, but there's still some good fishing to be had. On the fly fishing side, balanced leeches as well as scuds have been per, uh, particularly effective if you've got some wind, but also there's been a good damsel hatch that has been coming off as well as some calabatus here and there. So those are all some good presentations to be fishing around the weed edges, but conventional anglers are also having some success early in the morning along the outside edges of the weed lines. Your standard tube jigs have been productive, but then as the day progresses, particularly at 11 mile and spinny where you have a bit more depth, Anglers have been having good success utilizing lead core as well as even some downriggers getting down to some of that cooler water and trolling things like Tasmanian devils and jointed rapalas and your number nines and number sevens have been pretty effective. Uh, The brown trout color is always one of my favorites up there, but getting down just a bit more has been good. But then shifting to some of the deeper water lakes, Granby and, and even Green Mountain have had good lake trout bites. I did hear one really good report on Green Mountain, where some folks were, were trying to kokanee fish, not really catching many kokanee, but uh, really struggling to keep those lake trout off of some of their kokanee rigs on the downriggers and the lead. So that was effective. And then there's been a really good bite on some of the deeper water structure at Granby for your eater fish, uh, you know, the smaller sub 22 inchers and the tube jigs, as well as um, some of your jigging spoons have been effective. Whites, a lot of time, I really like a lot for those smaller fish, but if you are targeting some of the larger ones on on those same deeper drop-offs, I will many times increase my size, but then also go more of a muted color, like a dark green or a brown. Yeah, I I tend to do very much the same. You know, it's funny because when somebody would ask me, jigging for lake trout, what's your number one lure? I say, well, you need to have a white tube jig in your tackle box. And that being said, it's one of the few I take out. I go to other colors, sizes, and shapes, even though I I know white is one of the predominant. I don't know if that's just a a mental thing that I think I've worn out the white, but it still works. It does for sure. And, I mean, I feel like I'm the same way as well. It's a very popular choice. Many people are utilizing it, but for good reason, because it does work. And, um, you know, it's a great thing to go with. A a three-and-a-half-inch white tube is, is a killer lake trout pattern. And, you tip it with some sucker meat and find those fish on structure, and you can be in for an action-packed day right now. A couple minutes left. What's going on on the warm water side? How about Pueblo? We don't talk much about Pueblo. What's going on down yeah. there? Pueblo's been doing well. It's very similar to a lot of the other Front Range and Eastern Plains lakes where there's a big shad population, and those shad have hatched. They are around. They're still pretty small right now. They're in that you know inch to just slightly under one-inch range, and they're pretty high up on the surface. And Right now, we're still in a situation where they're not quite big enough for all of the fish to be specifically targeting them. So we still have walleyes and smallmouth out on structure points. So on the deeper water points, Middle Island, over off Ship Rock, as well as on some of those drop-offs on the southern side have all been productive. And Pueblo is a really nice one, too, because even if you're not super familiar with your sonar and good, having good maps to find that offshore structure, you can fish off of shoreline structure and get right up off of those points. So looking for that area between about the shallowest, I've been really doing well, has been that 13, 14-foot range. However, there are some shallower for the walleyes, but even shifting out to 20 feet, 
And then things like blade baits have been really, really effective, but folks are still catching a lot of fish on the leech bite, both being on jig heads as well as slip bobbers. So that will be going for, I would say, another one to two weeks. And then once those shad get to a large enough size, we'll be needing to transition into a trolling bite and or trying to work the jigging wraps and the, the blade baits and the jigging spoons really hard. My friend, we are out of time today. We've been running behind a little bit, but if people want more information, where do they find you? I'm a discount fishing tackle. We're six blocks south of Evans on the west side of Santa Fe. All right. We'll get, we'll get you on again soon because this is going to be, a, I think, a great finish to the summer, don't you? Look, Looking forward to it. I, I can't wait, and I'm going to have to get a fly rod into my hand here before long. All right. Thank you. Austin Parr, you so always, a great, always a great resource, and we just love having him on. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, the folks from St. Pete's Fly Shop in Fort Collins are going to join us, and we're going to talk some more fly fishing right up here in the northern front range on Terry Wixom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.